Well, this looks a bit uh, different to Gogo. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. Did you just clapped and we just arrived yeah, here. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, can you just take us to somewhere else? Or no? uh, I'll try. <laughs> no, nah, it didn't work. No. Once I, I don't know. This brain could edit us out to, <laughs> to somewhere else. Green but screen. those who are on the YouTube channel watching this instead of listening. And first of all, listeners, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, for the watchers on YouTube, you'll see that we are in a bit of a, a lot wider space than, than used to be. That is true. We've finally moved to the new place, new studio. Um, as you can see, oh, well, I don't know how much yeah, you can see, but there's, uh, there's, uh, there's boxes everywhere and it's uh, not quite done Yeah, yet, we'll, we'll post we'll, a couple of pictures on Instagram. So yeah. again, if you want to see how it's looking right now, it's it's definitely undone. Uh, but we thought we we're just going to, you know, instead of trying to perfect everything, we'll, we'll just bring you through the whole process and get you um, settled in, just like Dugogo's doing right now, off the camera, settling in, uh, moving his chairs a bit, <laughs> fixing his mic. Yeah, but okay, so let, let's let's uh, move on to the, to the show. So how have you been? Uh, pretty, pretty good in yeah. terms of at least, uh, you know, getting things going in this side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my voice will be a little hoarse. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go into the details because uh, it's the same old details <laughs> as usual. But overall, um, I just want to say this is the big five zero, so it's yes. the big fifty yes. of the podcast, and this will be a perfect time to have that to have that broadcast. <laughs> which we don't have, we're just recording off a portable. Yeah, we'll insert some clapping. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll just add some clapping. In there. So yeah, fiftieth episode. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been a year yeah, as well. Yeah, that's crazy. So thanks for everyone for sticking around. If you have, uh, and if you're just new, welcome to the wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it's not that wild. It's really very casual. And that's something we've, uh, I think, I don't know if we need to reiterate every start of the start of every episode, but essentially, you know, there's some, some, you know, like statements that, that, that gets thrown at us every now and then. It's like, oh, it's too casual and stuff. And, you know, you should bring up more topics or don't talk about stuff that you it's not real to detect, but then when we do, a portion of people seem to like it, yeah. And then there's a portion who don't. So I guess, I mean, we like talking about yeah, stuff other yeah. than tech as well. Yeah. But we not we try not to make it the, the majority. Focus. And, and I think focus. that's just the internet in general. We're always yeah. going to have some people, no matter what you do, that yeah. aren't happy. So so just better stick to your guns as long as um, majority of people aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> on your back. Uh, what have we been up to, man? Uh, anything you? Yeah, um, fair few things. Um, well, like there's, there's some things that are working in the background, which I'll probably not yeah. talk, talk about. But um, aside from that, I'll be going on Adelaide Radio next week. Wow. Well, maybe the week after to do a hour mix of uh, some, some of my tracks. So um, that's pretty exciting. I think it will be cool just to like, I'll just be happy to be there, you know, just yeah. to just to sorry, be Sorry, are you going to go to Adelaide? No, no, no. As in, sorry, like I'm, I'm like resident hosting. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll just be... Yeah, doing that mix and, and putting it on there. So, yeah, that that'll be pretty exciting and just interested to see what what people think. It's interesting because you are a product of the internet in some ways. You are a man of the internet in a lot in some ways as well. I was raised by the internet. You were raised and by that, the internet. That's not that's not a joke. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. right, uh, and, and that's the same same for me, and, and I'm sure Brain and a lot of the listeners as well. So, uh, for you still to be excited about something that is. A bit traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where, where does that says. come from. Well, it, I think it for me it's radio. Okay, it's more so the station that I'm on because they kind of are into like alternative music, kind of chill stuff as well. Um, and I find that a radio station with that kind of curated audience would be very enthusiastic about the music that's being played. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's more an aspect of that side and like you have people writing in and all that kind of stuff. So more of that homegrown community feel right. rather than just out there on the internet. It's like whoever just sees it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's for this specific, specifically, that's what this is about. And uh, what what is also interesting, I think what we do is, is very much radio like in the sense that a podcast is, is essentially a version a of show, radio yeah. shows yeah. that used to exist. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why, um, again, you're just going back to the original conversation about comments that come at us. There's been some comments about, oh, this is too casual or there's no specific structure. And I think that also comes from the expectations that people have about internet shows that are originated from radio shows, right? Or the, their 
preconceived notions that okay i'm mm-hmm. listening to a podcast um because the original podcasts were very much mm-hmm. done by big radio companies making that pivot yeah it's interesting but then on the other side you have the biggest podcaster in the world which is joe rogan yeah. and what structure is there exactly. in that situation it's literally people just enjoy hearing interesting conversations about things um and i think in joe rogan's case he's a apt interviewer so it's you know he pulls out the right questions from the interesting guests but that works for him but i think the term structure and non-structure i don't think that's so important in terms of a podcast yeah, yeah. And, and and also i think the way we speak i mean obviously you've kind of mastered uh how to articulate yourself better over the years of mm-hmm. just doing culture interviews i think i am not trained on that angle so i think there's a little bit of difference in how we speak and i think that kind of is, that's good in some so, ways yeah. yeah i think but a lot of people may not enjoy that it's all oh, like one person's very you know well-spoken organized the other was just kind of going off of, of the tangent but, but i think the, some of those comments are just like people <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but I'm, I'm saying like i understand where where that comes from mm. uh but also it's, it's the jorgen part's interesting because we're seeing what like it's thousand plus episodes right now and i've only heard about his podcast maybe what three yeah, years so i, I gotta say uh, only heard about his podcast what three years ago oh roughly? right really yeah i think three or four years ago uh, max wow. uh but he's been doing it for like God knows how long. Yeah, right? since like early YouTube. Exactly. Been doing right? So I didn't know about this until very recently. Um, and I'm so sure there's a case for a lot of people. I, th- I can't remember how I came across it, but it was definitely way more than three years ago. Maybe like six or seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, well, I was, I was chronically on YouTube. So yeah, yeah, whatever was popping off. I, was, I mean, so was I. But I think the podcast culture kind of took off four or five years ago as opposed to, you know, yeah. the early days where it was just more of a talk show kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess podcasts have been around since like 2001-ish when the iPod came out. And I remember downloading some from ABC about, you know, the solar system and stars. And that was basically just a radio program yeah. downloadable. And that's what it used to be like. But yeah, um, I think Joe Rogan changed the game. And yeah, let's, <laughs> I think, let's put a pin on that one. Um, but yeah, um, have you watched anything interesting this week or seen? Um, well, uh, the kind of relevant one was the Casey Neistat's vlog that he did that was generated by AI. Didn't so, see it. Yeah, so he basically uh, asked ChatGPT, the GPT-4, um, like what uh, Casey Neistat vlog that you can suggest that I can make and then it, it came up with like some prompts and he basically did exactly what the prompt said and just very bare bones kind of basic stuff like oh here's new york city let's go to times square here's manhattan this is where people come to do this the middle of the day a drone shot <laughs> go to my wife's place so for those who don't know casey nasa he's, he's a vlogger um with over 10 million subscribers he's known as um i guess one of the pioneers in, in vlogging in the youtube world um the daily vlogging and so forth so he has a very unique style and and for chat gpt to kind of replicate that so he wanted to see how much of it chat gpt could replicate and his conclusion was that you know there's it doesn't have soul it doesn't have um the, the creativity and and therefore he thinks that the creative people are still okay because there's mm-hmm. but then when he posted it, there was a lot of backlash from twitter and the serious ai people was like oh you didn't train it enough if you give it enough prompts if you went back and forth it would definitely be very close to what what you are and stuff like that and Casey's like, well, that wasn't the point. Like, yeah, that's not yeah. what I'm trying to say here. I'm, yeah. I'm not a serious AI person, and most of the people using it won't be. So I like, and I agree with him that you know there's a part that you can take in, but right now it's still you know mm. uh, very much in the early stages. So that was an interesting kind of video. That, yeah, that I watched. and about that topic of um, not having a soul and not being, I guess, creative and all of those points. That's true, but I think. The thing that people struggle to understand most of the time is AI doesn't have any of those things, but it's about mimicking. And the fact is, eventually it will get as good at mimicking to fool us in all of these things. So the fact that people are saying, oh, it doesn't think, it doesn't have feelings, so it can't have the right, you know, expression in that musical piece or that drawing or, you know, the pain and suffering you can't see of the artist's struggle in the, the, the artwork. The thing is... Yeah, but it, it can just mimic the output and then that's yeah. that's it. Like yeah. it, all that stuff doesn't matter. So it's funny that people keep going back to that point. My sister, when she was over, because um, she's from Melbourne and she was visiting for a while and we were talking about AI and I was showing her some artificial intelligence generated images and all of that kind of stuff. And she was like, yeah, but 
it just it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have the soul. And then we went on to writing because she loves writing. And she's like, yeah, but it doesn't feel. And it's and I was just like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it's a positive thing that it may be able to do these things. And, you know, all, all that aside, I just feel that it doesn't, like all of that human element is just our way of thinking of it. The output will be eventually equal. So, yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, uh, how serious is your sister in terms of, you know, keeping up with tech stuff? And- um, not very. Right. Yeah. So, so how does the conversation go for you then? Because I, I was thinking the other day when the AI phone scammer news came out. Yes. And I think, you know, I think back to my parents, uh, you know, who, who are Bangladeshi and, and, you know, they're pretty aware of, of a lot of things, but they're older, but not definitely as tech savvy as, as me or even keeping up to date with what, what the world of AI is happening, right? So for me to even explain that to them, look, this could be a potential, like if somebody calls, I know this is unlikely, but but for me to explain that, I had to think that, okay, how can I break this down for them to comprehend where things are and where things are going? And I really couldn't come to a basic foundational point where I can start from that, okay, Mm -hmm. I could just go like, hey, there's a scam going where people can just duplicate your voices and and end it there. But to explain how that's happening, Mm -hmm. I I think it's it's going to take a while um, for for people of a certain generation and above who are not into that role of tech. You could just say there's um, technology out there that can listen to a voice and clone it. Yeah. And... um, Clone it exactly... Yeah, and scammers are using that to manipulate people. Yeah. Like, you don't really have to go into the detail of training yeah, but and transformers. Just, I was, I was <laughs> in terms of the, the, the training details as well, right? Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, like, like how, how could I get to that 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 point? Mm. But maybe we can just ask ChatGPT, like, how to get <laughs> to a point. And, it'll and it's like, sorry, as a large language, <laughs> role, large I cannot <laughs> do it. Oh, there was, this, there was this funny video. Uh, this is a while back. It was like... There's this guy that does, um, you know those, I don't know what they're called, but they're those memes of like the people, the guys in the white faces and you've got different ones like um, Zuma, Duma, like the crying one. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, like yes. kind of rage comic-y stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's this guy that does like five-minute pieces on just soci- commentary on society using those ca- um, characters. Yeah. And one of them was like online dating in the year 2050. And then it was just, you know, they were, they were chatting online and talking and, you know, then... It, you find out like he's in a bar with this girl and then they're having a conversation like face to face and then the girl's like as a large language model i cannot blah 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 and then he takes off like his headset and he's like in vr oh. it's like i was like that's so it's like black mirror but in a funny yeah, way and yeah. i was like that that could happen yeah for sure um I also saw MKBHD releasing his sneaker line Did you see yeah, that yeah but apparently people some people aren't happy with that don't they? i mean I, I I thought it was very mid. <laughs> so you're one of them. I mean, uh, in terms, I'm happy he's got a product line. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. like very happy that he's doing that stuff. Look, but design yeah. wise, it just felt very like like some because I you're a sneakerhead though, right? Yeah, yeah. not like other sneakerheads to the point where they just collect. Like mm. for me, I appreciate the design. I'm not a collector, but I yeah. really go into details of yeah. sneakers and stuff like that. So for, I guess for me, it's a bit different. But also like for Marquez, I really respect his eye for details. I like his design language, his branding. And for someone who who I respect in terms of that side of things, to come up with <laughs> a shoe that felt very characterless to me. So, okay, so this is... As you're talking, this is what I think happened. So I'm only relating it to me and my book because yeah. when I did my book, there was a lot of things I wanted to do. And eventually they're like, oh, no, we can't do that. Sorry, I don't think we yeah. can do that. Yeah. So I think it might be a similar thing where he went to this manufacturing company and, yes. or design company and then he had this really cool design. But then eventually it's like, oh, that's going to yes. be too hard. We can't do that. Sorry. And then it just ends up being... It ended up being yeah. very something, something yeah. basic. I think and I think the company yeah. as well, I, I would have imagined with Marquez's... Um, Paul, he would have been able to land some, some a bigger name like Nike or something like that. But this feels like a very generic kind of collaboration. Um, Gary V did that, I remember. What, with what, was, what was the company that At- he Atoms that Marcus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. collaborated with. So anyway, yeah, I thought I thought, that, I thought it was interesting. Also, like he spent like two years on it. I was like, oh really? Yeah. So look, I didn't really. But I'm not unhappy. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm just like. So I, I didn't. Did he did he release a video on it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He did like a full length. Yeah. So I I didn't watch the video. I only saw um a, a tweet from him about it, 
And then I just scrolled through the comments. Maybe I saw like 10, 15. So not a huge sample size. And I think it was four categories. There were some people who were like, oh, this is cool, whatever. There was a second category where they're they're like, this is way too expensive. Mm -hmm. There was a third category that was like, stick to tech. What are you doing? (laughs) And then a fourth category that was like neutral. That's kind of what I... Yeah, like, well, the, 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 I'm not in that camp of how oh, it's way too expensive or stick to tech. Like, why should he stick to tech? It's, it's, he, if he wants to do some stuff, let him do some stuff. But yeah, for me, it's more about the design aspect of it than anything else. Well, heard it here first. <laughs> Mid- I'm not going to get that shoes. <laughs> um, reviewing, yeah, yeah his <laughs> shoes. Look, um, the only other thing I saw uh, was the election campaign that was done by AI. Um, like a, like an ad, um, do you see that no, for for the for the US? No, um, I know which camp did it, but basically it was a, a like a two minute advert that was entirely done through Mid Journey and like yeah. transitions yeah. and everything, and uh, we had like Joe Biden and Trump and everything. So th- that was quite you know eye opening in some ways. Okay, okay, percentage wise, hundred percent is realism. Where where was it? Uh. Uh, probably like 80 80 80? yeah in, in terms of the way it looked uh-huh. but 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 you could tell that it was AI generated but i don't know if i was biased because i was when i it came in my feed it was like oh this is the first ai generated election ad, right blah, blah, blah. look i think we're heading into that point of um i don't know what what you'd call this like this there needs to be there needs to be another term coined for this as well but where it's like you see something mm-hmm. And it's not that you don't appreciate the art or because we talked about that last time, how like everything could be, uh, everything art related could be AI generated. So the wonder of um, everything is kind of diminished. But this time it's anything you you see could be AI generated full stop. So when it comes to election campaigns or Zelensky saying something random or like it's more than a deep fake this time. It's like whole scenarios could be made up. So I don't know what we term that or what we call it, but I think we're, we're heading pretty quickly into that because 80% realism for an election campaign if we talked about this six seven months ago it'd be like nah those are mostly images though oh it was images yeah yeah so so oh. images and then like voiceovers on top not okay the okay video. sorry i thought it was like a, a movie no no, oh, no i was no, like 80 no. percent. oh wow. no no that would have been like yeah. serious yeah yeah okay no that's that's all right ah, forget about that <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> no, but fine. You're, you're all right though i think we are heading to that that point where um these things will be more and more more common right and and it goes back to that point is like that regulations part is like do we have some sort of a, not a watermark or something but some like kind a of disclaimer s- oh, okay. yeah or even like a disclaimer um, and I think there was an interesting comment in one of our previous episodes where um, I think we have, we have a listener from Japan uh, and he was saying that, that in Japan yeah. they have you know certain things and uh, of of how they have to mention that if it's made. Um, where and by whom uh, and he mentioned something about like made by humans versus made by AI to be added as tag but the thing is like it still doesn't help like if someone wants to make a human sorry an AI generated thing without putting that tag what's stopping them you know no but that's where the regulations is, is so all regulations okay yeah, so basically if you put out something that's made by ai you have to declare that yeah but that's still made by AI. Cri- like criminals don't do that like if if they're trying to scam someone with a voice yeah call, i mean there will always be that 10 percent. but right now there's zero 100 percent 100 like nobody's doing yeah, yeah. it so if there's regulations in it you'll probably get have people or even like election campaigns or anything mm. like that going up and then if you don't see that tag you'd be like oh okay so so, so okay so if you see AI generated content content, and there's no tag on it then they could be liable they could be sued or something like that it's kind of that way you're going yeah yeah. but then again how do you enable a tag like that because then I could just take a real footage and just add a tag on it's like made by AI and that's a reverse propaganda you know what I mean so there's I'm thinking purely political as well so again how do you enable a system across those lines is another question but yeah but look so this is where beloved blockchain comes in yes it's kind of like everyone everyone hates it at the moment but this is actually a good use case so it would have to be from the top down so all these companies that are creating this AI generated software and all these tools and APIs they'll build into their systems a little watermark, like a digital blockchain watermark that cannot be altered. It's always going to be there. So you know that this piece of content is AI generated. But the thing is, no one's on the blockchain. No one's using blockchain for anything. So I think maybe there there has to be 
this is this will be a concerted effort by so many parties, but this mm. is probably the way it could work, where big companies like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they all have a blockchain component hidden from everyone, but it serves the purpose maybe for a few other things, but also to um, watermark these AI-generated content. Um, so that's one way it could be done, but I just don't think that there's going to be a collaborated effort to get there. But yeah. it's possible to do it. Do it, And I think it, it, it will be needed at some point because, mm. again, we haven't seen the nefarious side of things mm. yet. Uh, with the election coming up next year in the US, um, with people getting more and more aware of how to use these, even if you're not tech-savvy and have ill intentions, uh, yeah, I, mm. I, I can only see yeah, more. If, if you're more. like 50 or 60 years old. like And who's not tech-savvy, yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to be. So, um, have you seen the Grimes uh, situation? No, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, Grimes has invited musicians to clone her voice using AI in order to create new songs. Yeah. Um, I feel like it seems like she's suiciding her career because if your voice is your IP and that's what makes you, that's what makes you money and you're giving it to everyone for free, all I'm saying is it's a very big experiment. Yeah. I don't think any other artist has gone out there and yeah, said that. Or you could say that she's embracing AI in some ways. It's experiment, yeah. <laughs> it is an experiment for sure. Because uh, a lot of the people, I think most people that I saw in the AI community were very happy and, and pleased with what she was doing. And I think she also said that she would split 50% royalties to any successful AI-generated song that uses my voice. Same deal that I would have um, with any other artist that I collaborate with. Feel free to use my voice without penalty. Um Hmm. Which I think was very okay. That's cool. Yeah, I was, think that's cool. That's that's a very cool uh, angle. For those who don't know, Grimes is um, an independent musician. In fact, she also recently, um, I think, got off her record label as well. Um, also, the ex-wife of of Elon Musk. Uh, so I guess she's also taking her own kind of steps to to get into the tech world uh, yeah. in a different way that she knows. I think yeah, I think it's cool that she's giving um, artists. You know that that revenue split, um, but with this AI technology, when it comes to um, vocals for songs, do people have to sing their own vocals and then it changes it into the other voice? So it's like no. a style transfer, or you just you can just type in um, and then it, it'll it'll give. So you can do that as I just mentioned. Yeah. You can, so for example, um, if I sing a song and then it just changes the the, mm-hmm. the tone and style, but you could also generate voice um, based on uh, just text text yeah but then how do you get the melody i think that's where they use our autotune or something else to to get that because I, I do have a um i do have a software like that where you can type and then it gives you notes like a like a piano roll in any digital audio workstation where you have just have the notes but you can lengthen them and the words are underneath it yeah but the thing is it sounds like very robotic almost like you know um porter robinson Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of the voices he uses in his songs, it sounds right. like that. But to have an actual artist, I haven't seen that yet in terms of just raw text to vocals. So I'd, I'd like to dig into that a bit more. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, I think right now where it really works well is uh, mostly hip hop mm. sounds. But I've seen, you know, like Drake doing other languages and, and yeah. so so again there's there's that I, that like so, okay been. so have you with your own two eyes seen the process of someone typing text and then a, a voice coming out in terms of AI? a voice coming out yeah but like singing n- singing no i haven't seen but I, i've seen hip-hop I, I think that normally how it's done it, it makes sense to me that it that it'll be like a, a style transfer so mm. the singing will be like <laughs> and then you put the voice on top and it would sound perfect kind of yeah. thing um, I'm, this is an area that I'm looking at very closely because as soon as it gets good, I'm going <laughs> to have my own vocalist. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully legal stuff wouldn't be a problem. Well, Grimes doesn't have a problem. <laughs> yeah, though, exactly. So. <laughs> Just use Grimes' voice. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a cool update. Um, the only other thing that uh, caught my attention was the Unrecord game. You see that? The oh, Unreal Engine uh, 5. The, yes, yes, definitely I saw that. Um I think everyone, the first three seconds when the building's coming up. Okay, for, for those of you who don't know, there's a trailer about this first-person shooter 
game where um, you're walking into this building and it's kind of like a hostage situation or whatever and you have to or a tactical team and you have to take down some bad guys it's like a trailer of that but it's using Unreal Engine 5 and it's like a body cam style footage so it looks like a GoPro and essentially this is the first real-time game footage that we've actually seen not a demo not a tech demo that looks real Um, for the most part on first glance it looks real so the first three seconds of that video there's basically nothing that you can tell to make it fake so it's just the man walking up to the building yeah. and it just looks like gopro footage um it sent it sent shockwaves through the internet but then i actually showed my girlfriend and she was like i don't like this because Same. it looks like you know that the new zealand mosque shooter or something yeah. where it's like these i don't know very violent images but um you know it, it's played out on your on your screen so i think there's good and bad to it i i kind of explained to her in a situation like that, I don't feel that it's so bad for everyone. For some people, it might be. But for me, for example, if I am playing a game like that, I look at it as, you know, have you ever played paintball, like paintballing? Yeah. Um, a similar situation like that where there's a lot of risk. It feels real. Like you you put yourself in the shoes of this police officer and you have to, you know, try and tactically avoid what's going on. And it raises your heart. It's just that excitement and enjoyment of the realism it allows you to put yourself in the position of that police officer, whoever it is, a lot easier and illusion isn't broken. So I find that extremely captivating. But I know a lot of other people would see this as like the most graphic, literally graphic violence that you can uh, get nowadays and it shouldn't shouldn't be this realistic. So I can see both sides, but I don't think it's a bad thing overall. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think we spoke about this in in one of the videos uh, in one of the episodes earlier when we spoke about Unreal Engine 5 as well. I think we spoke about that that little valley of... Uncanny valley. Uncanny yeah. valley. Of where, and, and we are so far past that right now where mm. it's like, okay, it's not... Uh, it's, it's not fake in the sense that you, you can't tell anymore. It, it feels very real, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when it gets to that point where it feels real and you're basically shooting up humans that look real in, 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 in a video game, yeah, I, I agree with, um, with your girlfriend there. I think it's just very there's something about it which i don't like and i think it's just the the outcome of the the the, the graphicness of it the the too much realism of it i think it's it's yeah i don't know how to explain it really because even when i'm watching it's, i think that's natural i think that yeah. reaction is, is natural but um i think for me I, i'd have to play it I, I haven't experienced it yet but if i feel something else it's like yeah. if you're shooting other humans but if it was i don't know like some sort of like a creature or something that's yeah. you know like you're playing Stranger Things kind of mm-hmm. game where you're shooting at you know uh, okay. like that stuff I think I can I, I'll be okay with yeah but when it's like other human beings and but, it, but, it's but, like, but that's just also me right? yeah but the I thing think, is like when GTA came out in 2013 yes. everyone's like this is so realistic like I agree. the kids are gonna go and it's like it's just a bit of fun I agree you know? and, and yeah. that's the exact same reaction I guess what my parents or you know a lot of uh, parents at the time were having that oh this is too realistic right uh, but I think even then it's almost the same thing with as you explained with with AI that there's one point that inflection point where it, all those that arguments kind of become moot because you've kind of reached a, that part where everything is just gonna go exponential right with mm-hmm. AI as well like yeah things have happened in the past in tech that oh people were like oh you know we shouldn't have radios we shouldn't have tvs mm-hmm. blah 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 but none of the tech was this exponential when it comes to you know uh, mm. building on top and i think the same similar kind of argument in this case where prior to this everything there was still a lot of elements in a video game that you can tell that it's it's not real i know mm. that mortal kombat was banned in australia for example because it was too oh, graphic yeah. uh, mm. in terms of animation and stuff right. like that so i can only imagine like what would this do? I think there's going to be some countries who, who won't allow it. Mate, it's possible. We'll have to wait and see. But I think in, in, in general, the negative aside, I see this as a positive move for game development. because oh, I, for sure. I because I, I, I don't know about the, the company. Graphics, yeah. I don't know the company that made it, but I assume with Unreal Engine um, 5 and just how much easier it is to produce stuff like this, I think that they're probably a small team. Mm. And that means that there's many other small teams working on great yes. stuff out there. That's going to be, and that's not all going to be violent and shooting, but hyper-realistic games and fun ways, I think it's just uh, part, going to be par for the course. And the funny thing is though, like 
you compare that to a game like uh, Atomic Heart, right? Which had a huge team and blah, blah, blah. But I yeah. don't think it's graphically near. Like Atomic no. Heart is nowhere near that. Which but is also it'll also depend on the story as well of, of how, you know, the, the story develops, how well it's... it's oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm just talking about purely graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah purely yeah. graphics. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you also see... Um, Oh, sorry. Actually, I'm just gonna go back a second. You mentioned that, that um, it was it was made by a small team, and I think that's something. No, I'm assuming. I, right. I don't know. Uh, but but I wouldn't be surprised mm. because that's kind of where things will be going with the AI revolution as well. I was listening mm. to another podcast um, where venture capitalists were saying that in the last six weeks or so, a lot of the companies that he knows are getting rid of people because they just feel that there will be smaller teams that can do the work can you of, can you please link this to me that sounds very pertinent to everything that i'm going to be researching so yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. uh and and you know these are like well-known venture capitalists they've, they've worked with uh, you know the biggest companies in the world and and also with the idea of of you know getting smaller teams there there were a lot of layoffs planned like usually you know big companies like facebook and amazon they have uh plans to lay off people ahead of time usually like after a quarter earnings report or 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 uh you know through financial uh, number crunching they'll be like okay next quarter we're gonna get rid of x amount of people and that's why you see, you see like over this year you've seen so many people getting laid off in different companies but a lot of layoffs are coming over the last six weeks based on ai which is a bit concerning because these weren't planned planned mm-hmm. um, and that's what these vcs are seeing that that will be likely the case going forward so when you say that you know, this this team company um this uh sorry this game, game company yeah. uh, has a team that is likely to be small i wouldn't be surprised like mid-gen is what 12 people right? 11 yeah. 11 people. um but on the just the side of game development and small teams, I've actually seen some amazing, crazy stuff where you can do text to skybox. So yeah. like you can you can write in text like mountainous region, sci-fi, blah blah blah, and then it'll create this three D skybox that you can put in your game. And then the yeah. plug- it's not happened yet at the time, but there's a plugin for um, going to be a plugin for Unreal Engine. So you can literally type this in this generator, generate a scene, and then put it in your game. It's like that would have taken hours before. Exactly. Just, exactly. Um, but yeah, on the layoff side, that's very interesting. Past six weeks, um, AI has just been churning through people. And, and there's still a lot of people right there that are like, AI, is, it doesn't do anything. It's useless. It's, a, it's like a scam. It's like a, a hype. And right now, it's already churning through and they just can't see it yet. And I, I think don't know what it's going to take. When are talking about it, you yeah. know that the impact it will have on, on Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. which will impact startups, will impact small to mid-sized companies that have already been going around for the last few years or, or getting funding. Because even that will change the way these companies are getting funded um, through seed capital, through through the next series. I was watching, I was in that same um, podcast uh, itself. It's just called All In Podcast, for those who don't know. Um, there was a chart that they showed from Crunchbase that showed Series C funding um, that has basically reduced almost zero over the last three years compared to in the US compared to what it was, you know, pre COVID times. Yeah. And and that paints a very brutal picture that there's already less money going around. Yeah. There's <laughs> banks are collapsing. AI is, is ramping up. I think the next eighteen to twenty four months, or even less, probably twelve to eighteen months, we'll see some drastically different teams, drastically different companies coming up. Um, we'll also see just a whole reorganization of how people just work. Uh, will be great for some, but it'll also be very difficult for, for others. Um, yeah, I think those points are all perfect. I think that's that's pretty apt because um, when you have this technology that is basically free, that can do 20 to 30% of the work, you just literally don't need as many people. And it's just literally a rebalancing act of all of these companies books their finances like the productivity versus the capital that they're spending on their staff so i think it, it's a no-brainer and makes sense and it's just the way it is like i don't know ubi, UBI is uh what we've got to start looking at yeah well did you do a video on that i did do a yeah, video on yeah. that. but i think i need to do an update um because back then everyone's like eh, automation what's that yeah 
And, and I was like, it's coming, guys. <laughs> and now I don't think that many people watched it back then because I didn't really get why I was talking about it. Yeah, but I think I an think, updated version would, yeah. be, would be great. And also, over uh, just exactly one year ago, you did a video on um, The Great Resignation as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that stuff is also going to change. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to, yeah, uh, resign or quit, quite quit as much because mm-hmm. I think the people who will remain are people who'd want to work and mm-hmm. people who people who really need to work yeah um but then you get the other side where you have i don't know it wouldn't be as proportional but the people that decide hey this ai thing i'm going to jump on and start my own company and then you get those kind of little blowing up startups that that happen but it'll be crazy because you have a startup that blows up and then ai technology changes in a way something new is possible and then it gets leapfrogged by this other new one it'll just be this like dust well, the dust has to settle before we know who's going where. So I think it's going to be very interesting, very interesting the next year. For sure. Uh, t- next um, year. On that note, have you seen uh, Meta's uh, latest numbers? Um, the, the stock's going up. Yeah, I think I saw Zuckerberg do a post, but I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, the d- digital advertising sales rebound is buying the company time to keep pouring money um, into AI and, and VR. <laughs> so, so now the metaverse is no, 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 okay, that, okay. That's the interesting part. So, so uh, he actually did, like as I mentioned, like a, like a post, and he also came up with a, with a statement. Meta sees an opportunity to introduce AI agents to billions of people in ways that will be useful and meaningful. CEO Mark Zuckerberg told the investors today. He also said, "I expect a lot of interest in AI agents for businesses. Um, messaging and customer support will come once we nail that experience." Um, you know, he's talking about creating avatars, objects, worlds, code, yada, yada, yada. But then he also said that um, the narrative that has developed that Meta is moving away from Metaverse is not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, as evidenced by the planned debut of the next uh, Quest VR headset that's coming this year, uh, Meta's Reality Labs division uh, also reported a net loss of $4 billion last quarter. Um, and the company said it expects operating losses to increase um, year over year in 2023. Okay. So basically, they they know that it's going to have some laws, but I think they're just integrating AI as, yeah, as just every say, single other company it, it, in the world. It's like the ship's sinking and they've got to bootstrap something. But to it. it's working. Okay, uh, the numbers so, are so, saying... Okay, so let, yeah. me, let me get this straight. So the headline numbers, you said um, ad, digital advertising revenue was up. Is that what you said? Um, yeah, yeah. Digital advertising. That's interesting. For Facebook across all of their platforms, sorry, for Meta across all of their platforms, or just Facebook? Uh, for Meta. So all of their platforms? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, it's not what I would have thought. I, I wonder what's happening, um, but that's, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, it's, it's jumped up literally uh, over last week. Um, not the stock, because that would be the, the announcement, but I'm talking about the yeah. the revenue. Yes. Like, um, I... I it's weird. I, I wouldn't have expected that. So yeah, so that's the thing, and that's why it was surprising as well. Yeah. Uh, did you also see that Meta is giving cash back uh, to users from 2007 up to 2023 or something? If you were oh, impacted a, by the Cambridge Analytica, yeah, it's like yeah, I've heard about it. It was like seven, like comes out to like seven hundred dollars each or something. I, I don't know exactly how much money, but maybe, you, maybe but you could go. That. Yeah, I think yeah. the exact site. Uh, I don't know what it is right now, but just just look up Facebook user privacy cashback, mm. and you could make a claim to get some money mm. off of uh, Zuckerberg. So yeah, um, it, it's. Yeah, it's interesting. You never would have thought that would <laughs> the day would come where there'd be some reckoning for what they've done. But uh, but uh, but are. the thing is, they've they've maintained the fact that they're not guilty. Uh, yeah, but they're paying this out. is a settlement. Yeah, paying yeah. Out. yeah. On that note, as well, with AI being in every company, have you seen Snap AI's reactions? Um, I've seen people using it. I've seen little snippets of that, and it's a bit crazy sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Last week we spoke about uh, how Snapchat added my AI, which is basically is its own AI chatbot. It's actually mm. a chatbot that you were talking about, which also helps with planning for, um, I don't know, like a long weekend with your friends in the in Snapchat, or if you want to plan, you know, a recipe for dinner or all that kind of stuff you can do, you know, uh, through, the, through the AI bot. But turns out that most people hate it. Um, oh. Why is that? For two main reasons. One, because it's apparently very invasive. So if you've been using Snapchat, it's always like there's a team Snapchat that's always uh, pinned to the top. Uh-huh. And now there's the My AI that's right. taking up more real estate. So instead of seeing your friends, you see team Snapchat. And then you right. See right. So, so that's one thing. I think yeah. I know what you're going to say. Let me let me just mention, see if, see if this is correct. But um, 
sometimes it's like, oh, can you, uh, my AI or whatever, do you know my location? And it's like, no. And then, and then it's like, can you send me the location to the nearest McDonald's? It's like, oh, according to your location, this is the nearest McDonald's. It's like, so you do know my location. It's like, sorry, yes, I do know your location. It's like, wow. So, okay. so, so I don't know w- w- the specific conversation, but yes. So mm-hmm. it, it does have access to your location, but that is, of course, if you've turned that mm-hmm. uh, option on on Snapchat. Um, so the, yeah, the second part was because uh, it's a lot of people thought it was creepy uh, because you know it knew your personal data, uh, which again Snapchat collects anyway, uh, but then it was relaying back to you, <laughs> which made a lot of people freak out. That oh, how do you know where I am? How do you know my friends there? But then if you go to Snapchat map, you can literally see where right, everyone right. is. So that's a bit kind of like uh, I think that that's a very interesting insight into how people don't realize perceive, how much. or oh, not okay. just realize, also how perceive about their personal data like what you don't see you don't care kind of thing but as soon as it's in front of you it's like oh how, how do you know that how do you, yeah, know, that? Yeah. How do you know this like it's yeah like people don't um it's all in the background you don't really yeah, think about like for, like uh, there's a very interesting analogy i heard ages ago but some someone was saying that you know if you're going to a shady motel every weekend and using your credit card people are like yeah i'll just use my credit card but you know somebody's collecting that information but then next week if based on that information you get sent like oh what are the other next shady models you can go to and it's like a newsletter that comes to your house <laughs> then you start freaking out like yeah. oh why are you doing that yeah but that's because they know what yeah. you're doing right yeah. so uh, i think it's the same thing here is like people are giving their personal data everywhere but then when it's relayed back to you that's where they find oh damn this is this is creepy mm. so i think it's the exact same kind of uh, uh mindset that's that's happening therefore but and what that has done has actually prompted a lot of users to go and just rate bombard snapchat to one star reviews and that's just been crazy um like hundreds and thousands of just one star one star like hate ai hate take this ai out of my place i hate it blah 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 um and then some few five stars like yeah i like snapchat but please take that ai out i don't know if it was just you know snapchat paying people or whatever uh, allegedly but yeah those things are quite um interesting but having said that snapchat's actually declined to comment on the situation and um they said that Snapchat Plus users, which is their pro version, um, nearly sent 2 million chats to the AI while in the early testing. Um, and they basically said that they're not going to remove it, say mm-hmm. that if you don't like it, don't use it. That's basically their stance. So um, this is this is AI related, but not quite related to what you're saying. But let me just get your thoughts on this. So I've been seeing some reports that by early indications, GPT-5 will be... AGI. What, what do you think about that? I think uh, it's it's inevitable in some ways because we've seen baby AGI mm-hmm. uh, with GPT-4. We're seeing early, early signs of it. So I think it's just natural evolution at <laughs> but, this but point. What, but just think about that. What does that mean for the entire world? Oh, we're just, 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 <laughs> no, just It's hy- over. Hypothetically, if you had... A machine that you could ask any question in natural language and it could respond better to your question than any expert in any field and it was free to everyone what does that mean what does that mean it means that there will be people who will use it positively there will be people who use it really negatively and there will be a big portion of the population who will not give a shit I have to leave that part out. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> but, but that's true, though, because because I, I feel again, people don't understand it's what's like, happening. It's like the, the the biggest event in human history. Like, yeah, some people just wouldn't care. It's like, <laughs> once a review, take this AI out of my lawn. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it, it really is a paradigm shift. We have to start thinking about everything differently. Like this. There's no way else to put it because there's there's so many aspects that aren't that are going to be touched. It's like everything you think of. It's like from if you if you have say some dilemma with something you're working on, like coding or whatever. It's like that, that's okay. That's probably already done. But imagine it just does everything for you. And then what happens in the workforce then? Like for those, these tech companies, it's like they'll need like one tenth the staff. What what are if, and these people that are displaced from these tech companies? What are they going to do? I don't know. I actually don't have an answer. I think that's where the UBI side of things will have to start looking into. But I don't yeah. think we can call it quits totally. I think 
just like how I'm talking about GPT five. Yeah, this yeah, is sure, complete sure. AGI. Just but, if it happens, yes. But but even then, it's like when when before the internet, when internet was about to come, that again was a very big but shift in the world of tech. It took a long time, nineteen ninety three to two thousand. It was like you know very that was slow. A, yeah, true. But but then the, again, I think there were a lot of people who whose jobs were were displaced, but then it created so much more for decades and decades and that's yes i understand but with ai it is the person it is the mind it's not the tool like it, it is but it isn't it's it's doing the labor the intellectual labor mm. itself that's the difference it's because the thing is we some, we don't know what we don't know right and i'm um, thinking yeah okay go on. Uh, 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 in the idea of a lot of the the jobs that we have today didn't nobody even knew that was possible ten years before. Like, the, for example, being an influencer, right? Like, sure, a lot of people laugh at it, but that is a, a, a legitimate job for so many people who are, you know, have careers there. Think about being a gamer. Think of like all these things are enabled by the internet. That at the start of the internet, we didn't know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think. So you're just saying, there out there in big, the f- in the future, ether, just having all these AI agents paired with people will just create jobs we cannot imagine i agree and, and I, th- I think i think that's where we and it is a bit of hope but based on previous data that we have uh, but i'm not gonna not i'm not going to dismiss that i don't think i can't dismiss that we both don't know what's what's going to happen but i think regardless there needs to be some things in place where if you if profit is made from these ai agents with minimal effort some way i i i it pains me to say this. It's almost like a socialism thing. Which, <laughs> just, but some of these profits must go back to society in some way. It, it, it has to, or else we're just going to end up with like one trillionaire who figures out how to use AI the best. And yeah, it's like one person who owns... look at the data, right? Like I think how much of these jobs, like what jobs are actually going away? And, and I think when people were doing... What was that? Uh, was it... JP Morgan, who came up with the jobs that are... They going- also got scammed by a <laughs> Forbes person. So. Yes. Anyway, go Fair on. <laughs> so we should really take this with a grain of salt. Maybe not just a grain, uh, 500 grams of, of uh, sodium chloride. But um, they mentioned that uh, the jobs that are kind of safe from this air revolution are mostly physical stuff. Yes, and woodworking. Yeah, yeah plumbing. Kind of stuff, yeah. So I think there could be a bigger shift in those areas. There could that's- be... Also, there are a lot of places that are lacking, like, you know, doctors and nurses. Maybe there's going to be a shift you, in those areas. Yeah, you actually pointed out, like, I had thought about this before, and that's something that I did realize. Like, so right now, teachers, nurses, doctors a little bit, but teachers, nurses, like those uh, people who really need to interact with the uh, other people in their workplace, that's going to be in high demand. Yeah. But right now, the wages are really low, and people don't really want to do it, but if things get to a stage where it's like that's kind of one of the only things you can do apart from physical labor, et cetera, then, yeah, there's bound to be people kind of jumping into that. And I guess the – wait, that's completely wrong. That's what I was thinking because if, if demand is low and – sorry, if the demand is high and there's not enough people and the wages are already low, if that market gets flooded – why would the wages increase to attract more people? It doesn't make I, sense. I don't necessarily think it's the wages that will attract people specifically in these just fields. Be but but there there will be a requirement because there's already a requirement for a lot of these these areas. And I think they will be turning their attentions there. Um, and also on the healthcare side, we have probably the biggest reason, the yes. demographic cliff. Like baby boomers are all retiring, they're all getting old and... We got to, so there's got to be people to look after them. So it's like almost this imbalance that has to be completely fixed. So this is maybe we'll put a, like a little marker here on, yeah. on this day to say that maybe it could be we're looking at early signs of physical jobs, uh, interpersonal relationship jobs, caring jobs on the increase rather than um, mental acuity jobs or things that re- require you to think. So uh, I don't see an issue with that line of thinking, just looking at it. From the surface, yeah, so, yeah. The, the way I say it, there's, there's a few categories that that will impact. Uh, I don't know if it's with AGI. AGI will definitely do it, but there will be some jobs that will be obliterated completely. There will be some that will get amplified, 
and there'll be jobs that will be created that's completely yes, new. So I, I think agree. those are the three categories. But the, but the thing is it moves. So I think the jobs that will be amplified at the beginning eventually will be taken over. So, yes. yeah. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, again, there needs to be something in place where at least everyone's not starving. So the revenue created from these projects some way, maybe it's kind of like an, a, a mandated thing where it's like if you're using AI a percentage of your profits has to go to yeah. but then you have to declare that and that's going to kind of be anyway so it's a big can of worms but I yeah. think it's interesting to think about uh, somebody in the last episode commented uh, did you guys re-upload this episode uh, because it <laughs> seems like there's deja vu and I think there is a little bit deja vu every time even when we speak because we've been kind of predicting or even just speculating a lot of the stuff that would happen in the future over the mm. last year and a lot of it is kind of playing out in real time yeah. a lot quicker than we thought yeah. so we are kind of repeating a lot of the things we spoke about maybe 5, 10, 20 episodes earlier so you are right it does feel a little bit like Deja Vu but hopefully the studio space yeah. is a bit different for you to see that you know it's not all it's not all just re-uploads yeah. it's, and never it's, not, it's not our fault we're early you know yeah. you can't help but, being right uh, we, so this episode you know we just tried to get it all together uh, because you know it's a new space everything's kind of all messed up around us so if it sounds a bit weird uh if it looks a bit weird you know, this is kind of like the start hopefully the mm -hmm. next one will be a lot more cleaner uh, but i just wanted to end this uh with a question for you that got asked uh, a few episodes ago by at i sat che I okay that's that's the name uh he asked um, how did your worldview change after doing extensive research in order to make cold fusion episodes i guess it's easy to become more cynical uh, I thought it was a great question because I, I actually did see that yeah, question. I've been thinking about it. Yeah, because uh, it's such a good question. So, so, so thank you at I said yeah, Jake for uh, for for asking that question. But it also made me think that you know you've been doing this for so long, and some of the topics we cover are generally very great. But there's also a lot of things that you know, there's just the whole AI jobs and, and and the future of the world. There's a lot of uncertainty when you're covering the fraud stories, the mm. scam stories. Like those are also all not very fun to to research to see how some humans some of them can are be funny, funny. But yeah. Yeah, but the point is, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's like, like the, people are people there's a lot, lot worse, a lot more bad people out there than you would exactly, think. Exactly yes. right. So. Um, yeah, so, and, so how and does that... you could probably see by the tone of my videos, maybe. Like, in the beginning, it was quite positive about, um, you know, inventors or like technologies and how they came to be. And um, when I talk about companies, it would be in a good light, mainly. But I think it's just as I've been researching and going through just deeper details and more things, you kind of do find out that, hey, like... A lot of people, there's a lot of bad actors out yeah. there and, and more often than not, it's kind of, I don't know, the, the selfishness, the greed, the, all of this kind of stuff runs the world. And I don't know, um, me, myself, I am quite hopeful about most things. So I, I don't think I've completely lost, um, you know, uh, how I initially felt. Like I'm very, like the interest and I guess the joy in learning about things still drives me. But I find that I'm disappointed a lot in the behavior of, of certain people. Uh, let's just put it that way. Um, and that even extends to AI, like in terms of how a lot of this stuff was released without taking into account any checks and balances, any evaluation of the impacts that could happen from it. So, um, you know, the, uh, not OpenAI, but Microsoft fired the whole safety team of their AI development because they just wanted to rush it out there as, as fast as possible. And on the one hand, you understand because this is a, a major technology and it needs to be out as quickly as possible to gain that market share. But on the other hand, it is a technology that does do a lot of the um, intellectual labor that people do as well. So you have to balance those, but Microsoft's just like, we'll do it. So I was quite disappointed in that. And just overall, there's just a lot of disappointing people. So to answer the question... I am a bit more jaded, but not overly so. Yeah. Cool. On that heavy note. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy this beautiful scenery. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Cheers.